You are listening to the Fantasy Nightcap, a fantasy collective production with your host, Shane. Grab a drink, kick back, and enjoy the show. Welcome in to the Fantasy Nightcap. Grab a drink, kick back, and relax. I'll be your bartender for the, tonight, Shane. You can find me on Twitter at FFShaneB. And tonight I have a special guest that requires us to step outside the bar because he's not old enough to be in the bar yet. And that is Mr. Hutchison Brown, founder of the Young Fantasy Mind Football Podcast, who you can find on Twitter at T-Y-M-N-F-L. T-Y-F-M NFL. Oh, it's so okay, close. man. Sorry. Everyone messes it up. You got T-Y-F-M-N-F-L it. T-Y-F-M NFL yeah, on good, Twitter. Man. And you as you guys it. can hear, that is my guest, Hutchison. Hutchison, how are you doing tonight? Good, man. I'm super excited to be recording with you. It, you know, you talked about the show, you know, earlier today, actually. Like, it was pretty last <laughs> second, but I'm very, very excited. Yeah, I, uh, I appreciate your flexibility. Um, it was a last-minute cancellation by my normal guest host for tonight. Um, and then I found out my basketball game was later than I thought. So I was like, I feel like Hutch is going to fit in a little bit better than the other guy I was talking to. So thank you for your flexibility and and willingness to jump on. Um, so, all right, Hutch, before we get talking about the usual waiver wires and top shelf and flat performances, uh, we do have a weekly segment on here. You are a little young for it, but I'm still going to ask you anyway, what are you drinking tonight, Hutch? I'm drinking water, actually. Nice. Water. Very nice. Water. Um, I Because I just finished my basketball game and f- am finishing off my Gatorade Zero, I got the, uh, I think it's Glacier Freeze. Yes, it's Glacier Freeze, which is the best, best Gatorade flavor. Yeah. yeah. It's the Absolutely. best one. Absolutely. All right, cool. Well, let's get started. Now it's time for our waiver wire pickups. And Hutch, on the Fantasy Nightcap, because we are alcohol and and bar-themed, we go with different beer types based on the strength of alcohol content in the beer. I don't expect you to know (laughs) any of that. That's why it's on the show sheet. So we start (laughs) off with our double IPA, and this is the one that we feel most strongly about for being a producer either this week or going forward and probably someone you're going to have to spend up for a good amount of your free agent auction bidding if that is how you do uh, waivers in your leagues. So Hutch, as the guest, I'm going to ask you to start us off. Who is your double IPA waiver wire pickup? So my waiver wire pickup for this week, a guy you should spend a lot of money on. I actually like yours better, but I didn't want to repeat. So I went Alexander Madison. Alexander Madison, look, with Dalvin, look, Alexander Madison has two games of 20-plus carries, right? In both those games, he has 23-plus PBR points. That's this year only. Like, Alexander Madison, when he gets the opportunity, he's been fantastic. He's owned owned in 50% of Yahoo, 38% on ESPN. He's pretty available. Sleeper, it's just over 50%. So you can find him in pretty much about, like, right around just under half of leagues. So he's pretty, pretty available. You can find him in most places. When he gets the opportunity, he shines. Alexander Madison is someone you're going to have to pay up for this week, especially you know if you're battling with the Dalvin Cook or the Christian McCaffrey mm-hmm. owner, you're going to have to pay up a good amount. I would say you're probably going to have to pay $20, $30 looking 
and yeah. how much time Cook can miss. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. I actually, when I was when I just saw the show sheet, I liked your pick a lot. I liked a lot of your picks actually, um, and <laughs> you made me think a little harder than I was prepared for. But no, I love this call, um, Madison. When he is filled in for Cook, has been I won't say as good as Cook because Dalvin Cook's a top two or three back in the league when healthy. Yeah. But Madison has filled in from a production standpoint to a similar level that you're not necessarily hurting if you go from Cook to Madison because Cook is out. So I like no. that call a lot. So my double IPA is another person that is here because of injury. Um, and that is Chuba Hubbard running back for the Carolina Panthers. He's rostered in 49% in sleeper leagues and 39% in Yahoo leagues. I would assume it's probably similar in ESPN leagues uh, for now. Same thing as Hutch said. This guy is going, like, we're going to see him get the full Christian McCaffrey workload going forward. Um, And this is with a potentially more capable quarterback in Cam Newton. Obviously, that looks kind of bad with what happened this past weekend. But I I got a lot to say about him. (laughs) Well, we'll talk about that later. Um, But I think I think Chuba is a good enough athlete that he can fill in similar to Madison. How you're not going to get a top one or two back in the NFL when healthy production, but he should still get you anywhere from 13 to 17 points. You're getting him off the waiver wire. That's a heck of a pickup. And like Hutch said with with Madison, you probably need to spend at least twenty, if not thirty dollars. If you still got it, forty dollars. Um, yeah. Because CMC is out for the rest of the season, we know that. Um, so the you CMC got put, on IR, be, got put on IR today, right? Today, yeah. Which which really sucks. Um, shout out to G Men J. Uh, I'm sorry, buddy. We made a trade in our home home dynasty or oh, no. auction league, uh, where I sent him I sent him CMC and Chuba, and I think at, he cut both at this point. Um, but I got Nick Chubb and Amari Cooper back. So uh, wow, yeah, sorry, buddy. Yeah, um, yeah, it was it was I was happy with that trade, and now I'm on like a four game win streak. So nice. Toot toot. Yeah, I am all. Yeah, this is the this is the better pickup because I feel like this streak is going to last longer. I don't think we see Cook miss more than like two, three games. The Vikings are five and five. Or wait, sorry, they're not five and five. They're they're five and six now, right? They just lost the night. Yeah, they lost. Yeah, five and six. Sorry, they are a win now team. They're trying to compete. They're trying to get the playoff spot. They're you know in the hunt for a wild card position, and with Cook obviously getting older, I feel like they're not going to try to want to preserve him rather than just get as much out of him as they can. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with McCaffrey and how much of a rebuild the Panthers are in right now, especially with their quarterback position all messed up right now, they're going to want to conserve him. And obviously they just said he's out for the year cook. I feel like they're going to want to get him back as soon as possible, depending on how Madison plays. But with Madison, I, th- I like him, but I don't think he's going to last as long. And Hubbard, we've seen it from him before. You know, yeah. McCaffrey out multiple games la- uh, early in the in the season. We saw him have some big games. We saw him have some big, you know, RB one type of performances. Yep. And Shuba Hubbard is a great pickup, and definitely I'd prefer him over Alexander Madison. But those two are tight, easily the top two pickups of the week. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, oh, and I was just 
Oh, you mentioned that the Vikings are five and six. Yeah, still in the hunt for a playoff uh, contention. They might so still like, be in the wild card right now. Yeah. So we're like more than half of the NFC. Like I was listening to ESPN a little bit on the way to my basketball game, and they were talking about how there's like 10 teams, 11 teams that are all within a game of each other in the NFC. It's stupid. Yeah. So uh, both of these teams could honestly make the playoffs, um, but the cards would obviously have to fall right. But I, yeah, I, I like Chuba over Madison just slightly, but Madison is definitely second choice here. Yeah. Like the NFC is so weird this year. Like you have like the Rams, the Bucks, the Cowboys at the top, right? You got those top three, four teams. After that, it's just a mess of mm-hmm. like close to 500 teams. Yeah. Like it's just a complete mess, and we have no idea what's going to happen. And the fact that the Vikings are in it, I as I said earlier, I feel like they're willing to bring Cook back because they know he's their best guy if they want to win games. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's move on to our IPA, which is our next strongest bid. This is typically 15 to 20% of your fab budget. And Hutch, I'm going to let you start because I love your guy, um, and he's – not a running back. All of mine are running backs. So we're going to go throw it to you for some variety here. Yeah, we've got a tight end for this one. I have been it. in love with this guy since since like midseason. I, I've really been preaching. I actually, my episode coming out this Tuesday for the waiver wire, I talk about him again. Cole Komet is a player you must go get from the Chicago Bears. The The Bears know he's their future along with Darnell Mooney. I feel like Allen Robinson after this year is going to be gone. I feel like he goes to another team. He's gone. Yep. They've used Darnell Mooney in a wide receiver one role. They've used Cole Komet in that tight end one role. Jimmy Graham has been stealing touchdowns, which is really frustrating. But Cole oh, Komet is still putting up good fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cole Komet is still putting up good fantasy performances. In four out of his last five games, he's gotten six plus targets. Beautiful. Four out of five. That is at tight end on the waiver wire and available in over. 70% of leagues, that is gold at the tight end position. Yeah. Like, that is what you want there. 11 targets last week. Like, I, Cole Komet is someone you have to pick up. He's looking great on his targets. And even, like, that last week was Andy Dalton playing. Yeah. And before, that was Justin Fields playing. He was playing well. It doesn't matter whose quarterback he's playing with. He's going to play well. Cole Komet is a must pick up this week if you're that streaming tight end type. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with you. I'm a Notre Dame fan, so I've loved Cole Komet for a little while. Um, but the way that he's played these last few games, like, and the the key part, and I love that you brought this up, Hutch, is that there's been a quarterback switch because of the injury to Fields. Like, mm-hmm. the past three games before this week, or this past week and the week before, it was Fields. And then two games of Andy Dalton, and he's still, he, you said he got 11 targets last week? 11 targets on the Thanksgiving game. That was the only full game with Dalton. That was the only full game with Dalton. Still, I like, but even like you said, with Fields, he was still getting six plus targets, and that's fantastic. Yeah. So, no, I I love this call. I love Cole Komet. Um, This is awesome. How much do you think? So, here's the question, though. How much would you spend on him? Um, Let's say you got $50 in fab. How much are you spending on Cole Komet? If I got fifty dollars in fab, I'm willing to spend like twenty five dollars of fab money. Oh wow! Okay, I'm willing to go to twenty five. I would, 
I don't think you're going to have to spend that much. I would rather bet like 15 to 20, as it says okay. right here, 15 to 20%. Yeah. And I'm willing, if like, if you know there's a Cole Komet truther like Shane in your league, you know, if you know <laughs> you have somebody in your league who loves Cole Komet, I'm willing to go like 25, maybe even 30 if you're really that desperate at tight end. If you really need a tight end that can start in your lineup, Cole Komet is your guy. He's awesome. going to be a player that gets good targets for the rest of the way. Allen Robinson has faded out of this offense. It's Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet. The Bears are finally embracing their future with Justin Fields, Cole Komet, and Darnell Mooney. They're the future of that offense. Yes, sir. I love it. I love it. All right, so now it's time for mine. Um, and this is Dontrell Hilliard. So I'm probably a little late to the party um, on Dontrell Hilliard. Part of that is because... Two weeks ago, I was like, <laughs> this isn't real. Like, I was I was all in on uh, Deontay Foreman, and uh, I guess Adrian Peterson was still there. McNichols was hurt. McNichols was hurt again this past week, too. Um, but now we've got two games where Hilliard scored, I believe, at least 13 fantasy points in PPR. And, I'll check that real quick. Yeah, and I, like, he seems like he's going to be the guy in this offense, even in the committee, like even if they still be are in a committee, Hilliard is the guy that you want. So just based off of usage and, and getting the valuable touches, like he's the one getting the receptions. He broke off that 68 yard touchdown. So I, I really think they're starting to trust Hilliard. Obviously with Henry being out, you're not going to get King Henry production, but for someone who can get you 13, 15, again, th that 13 to 17 points a game range for someone you're picking up off of fab. Um, this is someone that I want. He's rostered in 46% of sleeper leagues right now and 29% of Yahoo leagues. So I'm not the only one that was behind on Hilliard. Um, did you get confirmation on those points? I did. Yes. So last two weeks I'm looking at like, I didn't want to look at like fantasy pros because every time I'm on that website, it takes like hours to load and I didn't want to do it. <laughs> so I went to like one of my sleeper leagues that it's a very standard PPR scoring right now. Uh -huh. he, over the last two weeks, he's got 15.2 and 17.3 in a PPR scoring format. Those are the last his two weeks. Yeah. I was not sold on him in week 11. It, like when week okay, 11 so came around, I did not call him a waiver or pickup at all. I was just avoiding Texans backfield. That was, I was just like, no, this is not going to continue. And now I'm in like, like he got more rush attempts this week. The passing work definitely went down. He got 10 targets last week, two targets this week. Not okay. fun, but no. and you know, with waiver wire running backs, if you want to, if you're going to get a pass catcher, that's great. And especially in a PPR format, but mm -hmm. look, if you give me, if you give me 13, you know, if you give me like 12 to 15 rush attempts and you give me like two, three targets, I will take that all day because if he, you know, hasn't solid run, he has explosive run and he scores like, that's just going to give you 15 fantasy points locked in. Yeah. So I love this pickup. I, I would have, I definitely would have put him down, but you already put him down. So I think <laughs> sorry, I was just trying to give you samples, you know? <laughs> yeah. I love, I, I like Dante Hilliard a lot for this week. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, all right. So let's move on to our Pilsner. Um, and I'll go first on this one. Again, I'm sticking with the injured running back theme. We don't yeah. know what, uh, DeAndre Swift's prognosis is going forward right now. Um, he missed the basically the rest of the game after the first quarter from what I saw from the Thanksgiving game. Um, 
that really hurts me personally, but we'll talk about that later or I can talk to my therapist about that. (laughs) But because of that, my Pilsner bid, and he's probably like, honestly, I don't know. I I feel really strongly about this guy because we've seen him produce and he kind of like, he got hurt. So then people kind of forgot about him, which is just shameful. Um, But he's a good enough running back to where he will produce and giving him the full workload, he will definitely produce. And this is Jamal Williams. So he's rostered in 37% of sleeper leagues. When he took over for uh, Swift in the rest of that game, I am scrolling on ESPN real quick to find him. But I believe he had about... Go ahead. He had 15 attempts for 65 yards total in the game. Yeah. And and, got 13 fantasy points. Five catches for 18 yards. Yep. Just found it. So 13.3 fantasy points. And that wasn't even in a full game. So if you give him a full game, that's probably another eight eight carries, maybe another two to three targets, um, two to three receptions. So I really think that with the way that Detroit wants to run their offense, Jamal Williams is, is clearly a, a decent target here on the waiver wire. And he's available in more than 60% of leagues, according to Sleeper and Typically, sleeper is going to be your more shark leagues with like me and Hutch, or definitely <laughs> Hutch, um, <laughs> to where yeah. they're a little higher typically than ESPN and Yahoo. So you may you'll probably be able to find Jamal Williams in most of your leagues, and I'd be willing to throw like twelve to fifteen dollars at him because um, I think you that yeah. because of the other guys that we've mentioned so far and just different options that are out there, you'd probably be able to sneak. Jamal Williams in there for about 12 to 15 and get that person who he's going to be a focal point of the offense because they don't have anyone else to throw to outside of Hawk who is also hurt. Um, so yeah, Jamal Williams, give me that all day. Yeah. I, I just looked at some, I, while you're talking, I looked at some swift news. I've tried to gather some info. The most thing is like Dan Campbell saying, yeah, this is a wait and see situation. And then I I'm seeing day to day. I'm seeing day to day with the shoulder injury. Like, not really anything uh, conclusive yet, but day-to-day is a pretty good sign that he could play this week. Okay, cool. But even if he does, he's going to be extremely limited. Jamal Williams will still get 15 touches. Absolutely. And as a sleeper, I don't think I'll talk about on the waiver ride, but watch out for the other Lions running backs. Gawain. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Man. Try it. No, I'm not going to try it. Godwin (laughs) Godwin Igabuk. I have no idea. Just like look him up, guys. Okay, I have no idea what his name is. Or and uh, Jamar Jefferson. Jamar Jefferson too. too. I was just about to mention Jamar Jefferson. Look out for him as well. Yeah, if you're in a super deep league, yeah, I like I like both of those options um, as flyers. Definitely, I love Jamar Jefferson. He's a, a solid rookie. I think he's just yeah, honestly landed in a not great spot. I th- before Williams exactly. was there, um, I thought Jefferson was going to be a decent kind of one-two punch with with Swift um but then they signed Williams and yeah that was like, yeah, there. yeah that that was it but um no I I think Jefferson Godwin and and Williams are all good pickups this week cuz like you said Hutch even if Swift does play he should be limited yeah if Swift were to play disregard my comment about the the other running backs it, if Swift plays it's going to be the Swift Williams show and there's not going to be enough touches for those other running backs so yeah, yeah I I can't disagree with you there the the only part that would make me like if I'm a Swift owner, I'm real iffy on it because I st- I do agree with you. I think it'll be the Swift Williams show, but it might be more Williams than Swift, even if Swift does play through the. Pain. It could be, yeah. 
Yeah, Swift. If Swift were to play, I, for me, he's going to be like a mid to low RB2 start. Yeah. He's not going to be an RB1 definitely. guy. Definitely, definitely. All right. That's enough about my Pilsner bid. Who's your Pilsner bid, Hutch? My guy right here is Kendrick Bourne. Guys, Kendrick Bourne, I feel like, is a, is a good ad right now. I don't know how much there's a good start he's last week because here's a funny stat, okay? Every time he's had 15 plus, 14 plus points in a game, the next game he scored... Oh, no. Disregard my entire comment. Okay. I was talking about the wrong player. Kendrick Bourne, like, he's been very on and off this yeah. season. We know that, right? Very on and off. Sorry, I was talking about Russell That's Gage. Okay. Uh, I'll just share. I'll just share it anyway. It. Russell Gage, every time he has 14 plus points in a game, the next game he scores zero. I've So it's... A literal zero, like not like two points. No, zero. it's funny that you mentioned that because I did a thread last week for this show instead of recording because we were traveling. And um, I noticed that like it was like zero, 14, zero, seven, <laughs> yeah. 13, zero, 16, zero for Gage. I was like, weird. this is weird. <laughs> He's the most inconsistent freaking player on the planet. But anyway, Kendrick Bourne, he is off games. He has great games, but when he's on, he's on. He has five games of 14-plus points this season, two games of 20-plus points. When he's on, he just kind of he just wins you a week at your flex position, at desperate flex position, really. And I would just... I think he's a good pickup. I don't know how much of a great start he is this week because he's coming off a great week, which means he's probably going to have a bad week next week. But honestly, just play the matchups, and if the matchup is right for Kendrick Bourne in the playoffs, I'd be willing to throw him in my lineup if you need a guy, because he is someone that can go off for 20 points and score twice. Like we just saw last week. Yep. 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 You're good. But if you start him, you know, you're dealing with some variants because there could be, you know, a, a six point game coming after there. The, the good thing that I think Bourne has going for him is the combat, the combination of bill Belichick and Mac Jones, like Mac Jones yeah has looked consistently good for four or five or six weeks at this point. I freaking hate it because I hate the Patriots. I hate Bill Belichick. I hate Tom <laughs> Brady. So this just, and I hate Alabama. Like, this is just like a match made in heaven for me to just like, you Dude. know, stick my head in the sand like an ostrich. Um, but Mac Jones has looked consistently good. And we've seen Kendrick Bourne look consistently good with that as well. And I think as Jones is getting more comfortable with the playbook, Belichick's getting more comfortable with Jones. It's opening things up, which is creating more fantasy value for the supporting cast like Kendrick Bourne. So I love this call. Yeah, as Mac Jones gets more you know, acclimated to the offense, we could see a bit more consistency from Bourne. It, it, it's really not... Mac Jones's fault the Bournes is is inconsistent. It's really just the passing volume. Mm-hmm. Like the the Patriots run the ball. They have a great offensive line. They play good defense. It's just tough with Bourne getting lower volume. But if we see, you know, higher volume, if we see, you know, Bill Belichick let Mac Jones cook a little bit, yeah. Kendrick Bourne will be a league winner down oh, the stretch. Totally. He's just a he's just a player that's been consistently targeted. He's there when you need him. Born it born it, I mean for the Patriots, not for your fantasy lineup, but born is someone that they trust. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is a, a great call, Hutch. I love it. Um, and it, it's it's kind of funny to me because like Myers has been consistently a flex play with like twelve to fourteen points a week. 
But then the yeah. other two wide receivers and the tight ends have been so inconsistent, but now we're seeing some consistency mm-hmm. out of Bourne. So, yeah, I really, really like this call. Um, yeah, I'm looking at the bus games. Like, with the games where he just doesn't play well, he's scoring you like eight yeah, points. which is like point. you need a floor in fantasy football, obviously. Yeah. To me, that eight to ten point range is perfect. Like, if you have three or four players that get you eight to ten points, and then you've got those guys like your 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 studs, like Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, those guys that are going to get you... Net week 12. Yeah. <laughs> that are going to get you 20, 20 to 25 points a game, and you've got some guys that are consistently getting you eight to ten, you can probably pretty surely predict what you're going to score each week and know if you're going to win your matchup or not or where you need to make the tweaks or make the kind of like home run, like I need a Van Jefferson to score 17 points like I did this week, um, different things like that. So, yeah, I, I love, 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 love this call, Hutch. Great job. Yeah, and there are some players who do score you consistently 8 to 10 points, but the thing with Bourne, four of his games or five of his games, he has over 14 fantasy points. Like he has a floor. And he has a nice ceiling, yep. too, where like about half the weeks, you're going to be like, whoa, my flex Kendrick Bourne got me some good points this week. And then you're all, all of a sudden having a great week or maybe Kendrick Bourne filled in for a stud who maybe didn't perform as well as you might have thought they would. Absolutely. All right. I'm going to be quick on my wheat bid um, simply because this is just another injury guy. This is a guy I kind of think is worth the flyer. I like him a lot. He's a Fourth round guy out of the University of Miami. I believe he's in his second year. He should be in his second year. I think it's third. Is it his third? I think he's in his third. Um, I'll, I'll fact check it. I, I can't remember if it's second or third, but it's DJ Dallas for the Seattle Seahawks. So Chris Carson, season ending neck injury. Rashad Penny, AKA Rashad injured reserve Penny, um, or just Rashad, I'm hurt all the freaking time Penny is hurt again. Travis Homer, mm-hmm. out. Alex Collins, I don't know if he's playing tonight or if the game is even still on, but he was questionable. It is still on right now. So to me, this is just a survival of the fittest. And DJ Dallas, when he's had opportunities, has looked okay. So I'd be willing to take a shot on him because we know Seattle wants to run the ball and they need somebody who can stay healthy and tote the rock. And to me, that's DJ Dallas. So... I'm willing to throw five to ten percent of my five to ten bucks of fab at DJ Dallas, um, if I don't already have him rostered because he, he, I like DJ Dallas, so I've got him on my roster. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, and I came back. He is this is his. He just had one year because on sleeper says experience one okay. year, so this is his second cool. year. Yeah, I I like the Dallas pick. I I mean, it's not. I just sexy. don't. I just want to avoid this yet. I just want to avoid yeah. that that backfield when the backfields are messy. I just tend to avoid them. Like with the Titans backfield after Derek Henry went down, I was like, no, I'm not <laughs> trusting any of you. I'm not allow. Now I'm trusting Dante Hilliard a bit, but I was like, no, I'm just not touching any of you. And I don't want any of you on my roster. I'm feeling the kind of the same way with the, with the Seahawks backfield. The offensive line is terrible. The, the, the running backs aren't, I don't think they're great players and I'm just not loving the situation with that. Yeah, no, I, I completely understand that. Um, like it's, it's not a sexy pick. It's one of those. It's where, not a sexy pick at all. Man. Uh-huh. It's not a sexy pick at all. I agree with you, but 
I definitely, I definitely agree. You could throw like five dollars of fab. Yeah, it's one of those where like it's deep in the season, and you may just need some depth or like a bye week fill in for a flex or something. And he'd be someone that I'd be willing to take a shot on, just because of the offense that they want to run. So that's my thoughts on DJ Dallas. So who is your bid or player for this bid? Yeah, so my wheat bid this week, I got Boston Scott. Boston Scott for the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm I'm just pissed that Boston Scott's getting 15 <laughs> carries compared to Miles Sanders nine. I really don't like. I'm a Philly fan, if you all don't yeah. know, and I'm just genuinely just pissed off. I'm so angry about this that Boston Scott's getting 15 carries and Miles Sanders looking better on his carries. Didn't fumble in the game, still getting less carries. But if Scott's gonna get 15 carries in a game and get a couple targets as well. That that's going to be valuable for fantasy football. And I feel like he's going really under the radar right now with all these bigger name running backs on the board right now with in the in the free agency free agency list with Chuba Hubbard and Alexander Madison, John Trailer Hilliard, Jamal Williams, maybe Matt Breida. Like Boston Scott's going under the under the radar a little bit. I think you can get him for like five bucks. And if he continues this type of pace, like a 14, 15, like a 13 to 15 carry game with a couple targets a game. I mean, that's going to be gold down the stretch. And the Eagles' schedule rest of the season is great for running backs. Their their rest of the season schedule for running backs, if you look at it, it, it's just great. They have a lot of divisional matchups, a lot of easy matchups for running backs. It's going to be great. So it's going to be one of these two guys that win leagues. But right now with Boston Scott seeing 15 carries, I don't want to bet on Sanders. Yeah. So I, I have a serious question for you since you are an Eagles fan. Yeah. Does like when Miles Sanders in the, is in the game, does Nick Sirianni just forget that you can run the ball? I I don't get it. <laughs> Nick Sirianni, they look so good, man. They looked so good for the last few games. And I was hoping, like, oh my gosh, this could be an on fire offense. Entering the Giants game, they were the eighth highest scoring offense. Wow. Entering that Giants game, the eighth highest scoring offense in the entire NFL, not just wow. the NFC or the NFC East. <laughs> I could see that eighth in the NFC East, whatever. But, like, they, <laughs> hey, it's possible. They just fit, they've been pretty good on offense this season, especially in the last few weeks, and you know, putting up 30, 40 points. And I'm like, man, this Eagles offense is going to be going somewhere. Now they get Miles Sanders back. They're running the ball. They lead the NFL in rushing yards over the past few weeks. Let's go. Sanders comes out, gets 64 yards on the ground, and I'm super mad about it. Like, I'm just, I just don't get it. I really don't understand. It, when Nick Nick Sirianni just doesn't know how to run the ball when Sanders is on the field, he clearly does not trust Sanders, and I don't think the Eagles will keep him after his contract after his uh, contract is up in 2022. There, I just don't think there's any, or is it? It might be 2023 by then. Yeah, because it's this next year his contract ends. Okay, next year his rookie contract up, and then he's going to be gone. I just don't think they'll keep him, and it's it's sad because Sanders is a talented back, and he, he deserves a, a good amount of touches. He's definitely someone that struggled with injury, so I feel like he should be limited a little bit. But if you get you got to give him fifteen touches a game because all he needs is one. Yeah, all he needs is yep. one. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I'm not. I'll I'll keep my fandom out of this for you, Hutch. Um, <laughs> You're not a Miles Sanders I, guy. I'm really not. Um. I get it. Yeah, man, I get it. He just hasn't shown much, but I, I, I still believe in the talent. I still believe what we've seen from him before. You, I mean, you said it, Hutch. You like Sanders just needs one play and he can bust off a 60 yard run. 
But my problem mm-hmm. is, is I don't feel like he's consistent enough at busting those 60 yard runs for me to take a shot on him. That's fair. Yeah, that's like fair. For me, if he doesn't have a 60 yard run, he's going to get two, three yards of carry. And that's not something that I want out of my RB1 or my RB2. If I've got, like, yeah. if I drafted him as an RB3, which I did a lot in this offseason, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, of course, the one year that I do that, Nick's year on, he's like, oh, Miles Sanders, I'm not running the ball with you. Um, but that's that's just kind of Seriously. been my thing with Sanders is like if he's not getting those big, big chunk plays, he kind of hurts your team. And I feel like that almost kind of is come true with this season, too. But he's also just not getting the same opportunity, which is frustrating. Yeah, he's not getting opportunity at all. And it, it really sucks because we saw him down the stretch with Jalen Hurts, you know, getting he was on pace for 50 catches or 50 sorry 50 targets down the stretch in the three games Jalen Hurts fully started he was on pace for 50 catch 50 targets and he was the RB 11 in those three games where Jalen Hurts started yeah and that's in PPR so he was on pace like he was playing really really well and it wasn't just one explosive run that did it against the Saints he had that huge explosive run but he had a massive massive game he did not need that explosive run just to win you a week that week but he still had a fantastic overall just stretch of games with with Jalen Hurts starting. And I was very excited about that for this season, but I was also so concerned about Boston Scott and Jordan Howard and carry on Johnson. I don't even know if he's on the team. And Kenny Gainwell, I don't even know if carry on Johnson's on the team anymore. I don't think he is. I feel like he's in He might be on the practice squad. I have no idea, but Sanders. Yeah. I, I feel like this was the game for me. I feel like this game was the game for me for him to prove it to me that he's going to get the opportunity this year and that he's going to show out and he didn't get it. So I don't think Sanders is a viable fantasy option for the rest of the season Ouch. because of Nick Sirianni. Ouch. It's it's. I don't think it's really his fault either. It's Nick it's Sirianni not. not giving him the carries. Dang, that hurts. <laughs> it hurts. I don't, as long as Nick Sirianni is the coach, I will not draft Miles Sanders. I will not trade for Miles Sanders. I will not have Miles Sanders on my rosters. There's just no way I can, because the Eagles with Nick Sirianni clearly do not trust yeah. him. They don't trust him to carry the ball. They want Boston Scott to do it. They want Jordan Howard to do it. And I feel like if Jordan Howard was in this game, he might have gotten more carries than Sanders this week. <laughs> he could have gotten more carries than Sanders this week. He really oh, could have. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't have been too surprised. So, that, yeah, I'm all. I'm just out. I'm. I'm. I'm kind of done. I'm really am. That. I. I will always support his talent. I will back him up as, as a talent. But for fantasy, I as long as Nick Sirianni is there, unless we see something different for a few games, I'm out. Shark Tank, I'm out. <laughs> I love it. I feel your pain, young man. I feel your pain. Um, Eagle, being an Eagles fan sucks. <laughs> Kids, don't be Eagles fans. All right, let's wrap it up with our logger uh, bid. My guy's right, Matt Breida, um, running back for the Buffalo Bills. Somehow, some way, Matt Breida has beaten out, or seems like he's beating out, Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. Zach Moss was it a healthy like scratch on Thanksgiving night. That is terrifying if you are a Zach yep. Moss owner. There yeah. is, like, that does not make sense to me. It does not compute. But Matt Breida, like, if Matt Breida, who is only rostered in 15% of sleeper leagues, is available and you have Zach Moss, go cut Zach Moss for his Matt Breida right now. I'm not even joking. I would do that, yeah. Because it seriously seems like the that 
A, Breida fits the offense with what they're wanting to do. He's a speed back more than Singletary or Moss is easily. Like he's faster than both of them. And that seems to be fitting their offense better than Singletary and Moss who aren't aren't as fast and aren't capable of breaking those long runs out of the backfield or from a reception out of the backfield. Yeah. So yeah, they kind of have they kind of have that uh like just bruiser back in Josh exactly. Allen. Like he's a six four, two hundred I believe he's two hundred fifty yeah. pounds, two hundred sixty pounds. Yeah. Like he's a big dude. You know, he hurdles people, goes through people. Josh Allen will be that back for them in some design run plays and some some scrambles. But Matt Breida with the explosiveness, I completely agree with you here. He fits so much better in the offense yeah. than the other two guys. Yep. Completely agree with you there. And that's why I'm willing to throw at at most probably 5% just because he like it hasn't been consistent enough flex play for me yet, but I think we're getting there. So that's why I think now yeah, if you go get him in the long run, Matt Breida could end up being a league winner for you. Yeah, he could. He definitely could. You know, it's all, it's really only been like one or two games uh, of him being fantasy relevant in the last couple of games. But yeah, it's definitely something to take a shot on. And my player, we got to take a shot on to wide receiver who had a lot of hype entering the season. Shane, how did you I just want to ask before, how did you feel about this guy entering the season? Uh, Were you like all in for oh, for your for your last bid? Yes. <sighs> because I was not very in. I liked I liked another receiver on the team. I liked Marvin Jones. So you'll probably give a hint on who it is. I <laughs> I was I was the opposite of you actually. Um You were in. But I wasn't very in. I wasn't avoiding him. Um there were other players that I liked around his ADP, so I was typically ta- taking them, but if I got him at a value I would take him um because I thought mm-hmm. I think he is a gifted physical offensive weapon like he's versatile and how he can be used urban meyer you should listen to this um but the the guy i wanted from that offense was actually dj chark yeah i was hardcore out on DJ a chark. lot of There's people no a lot of people were dj chark's just my kind of uh receiver i mean he's six four and fast I don't understand yeah. why he can't be used better than he has been. Um, and then he got hurt. So, um, but yeah, I was in on DJ Chark. So that leaves your person. LaVisca Chanel. Yeah, LaVisca Chanel. This is a player. I prefer Marvin Jones. Okay. I was all, I, I mean, I love LaVisca's talent and I thought he could be involved. But when they drafted Travis Etienne, I was like, oh no, no way. LaVisca is not it. I just, I, after they drafted Travis Etienne, I was like, nope. It's not happening this year. And then Travis Etienne got hurt, and I was like, oh, maybe he's back in. And I drafted him a couple leagues, and that hasn't worked out. But LaVisca Chanel is someone you should pick up. He's owning 51% of leagues on Sleeper. So, look, not widely available, but he's available in just under half of leagues, and you should go look for him. He's had eight, five, and nine targets in the last three games. Eight, five, nine. He hasn't done much with them. I get it. But if he's getting opportunity, some it's got to click yep. soon. It's got to click soon, and you got to be ahead of the curve because if he has a breakout game, there's no way you're getting him for less than 25. Oh, absolutely. There's just not. no way. There's always going to be a LaVisca Chenault truther in your league who wants to get him, and if he has a big game, you're not getting him for a reasonable price. Right now, you can get him for zero fab dollars, one fab dollar. Yep. 
Well, unless maybe he was very recently dropped in your league. Like if he was dropped this week or last week, that'd be hard to pick him up uh, but, for fab dollars because when they see his name, they're like, ooh, maybe I should look at him. Yeah. You know, but, but then you could probably get him still for 10 bucks, even if he has been dropped yeah. recently. You're not going to have to break the bake on him yet, but I completely agree with you. Like he's getting the targets. And like you said, ETN. Urban Myers hyped him up a little bit with the rushing ability. Finally. Um, but ETN is out. Jamal Agnew, who stepped into that role, is out. Yeah. So it's basically Marvin Jones, LaVisca Chenault, and Tavon Austin. And Dan Arnold is out now for the rest of the season. Oh, he's I didn't likely see out that. The, he's out four to oh, six weeks. No. So likely the rest of the season. It says four to six weeks in MCL spring. So oh. likely the rest of the season, but not guaranteed. But that just opens up so yeah. much because Trevor Lawrence's favorite target was easily oh, Dan yeah, Arnold. 100%. Not even close was Dan 100%. Arnold. So LaVisca Chanel is going to get more opportunity here. And I expect a blow-up game coming soon. And I think he could be a league winner down the stretch. He really could. He has a couple nice, really nice matchups down the stretch. And uh, Lawrence, I'm, I'm liking like, LaVisca Chanel as a flyer. I think Lawrence will get more comfortable too. Yeah, he should be getting more comfortable. Without Dan Arnold, that's going to be tough yeah. though. I just because he was his favorite target. I I just don't trust Urban Meyer. I haven't all season. I probably yeah. It's it's so it's so hard to trust Urban Meyer. But, but you're getting him. Lavisca is such a cheap price. He's a talented receiver who's been getting a lot of hype, getting targets. He should he should have a big game sometime soon. I I don't. But Brian Kelly just got hired away from Notre or is about to get hired away from Notre Dame is the rumor. So then maybe yeah, I've heard that maybe. Urban Meyer will finally go to his dr- dream job of Notre Dame, which hurts me again as a Notre Dame fan. But I don't care because mm-hmm. I think he might be a good fit there. But on the actual topic of what we're we're talking about, I think that could allow for Trevor Lawrence to actually grow and learn in the NFL from a coach who's actually done it yes. versus this gimmick that is Urban Meyer. Yep. I completely agree. Yeah, LaVisca, if a new coach were to be hired, he could have a lot of op. Like, there's just, it's a new offense now, new everything. LaVisca could, he could benefit from that. Yep. Totally agree. And that wraps up this episode of Fantasy Night Cap. Hutch, thank you so much again for coming on. I had a blast. I found out that you like a lot of the same players I do which makes me feel really great about your future and mine. Um, (laughs) But thanks again for coming on and and for being flexible. Sorry for keeping you up so late on a school night. Um, Hopefully your parents won't be too mad at me for that. Um, But (laughs) before we go, wrap us up by letting us know where people can find you on Twitter, any other social media, and then anything else that you want to plug that you've got coming out in the next couple weeks or so. Uh, Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you, Shane, so much for having me on. I, I really do appreciate it. it. You know, it means a lot. It was a blast. It was a great show. I am very, very pumped. It was just a fantastic show. I'm glad to get all this fantasy football talk out. I haven't gotten to all day. And, you know, my parents are definitely not happiest that I'm up at 11 o'clock at night recording with you. But, you know, it's all good, man. We, we're good. I can stay up. But thank you all so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening. And thank you, Shane, for bringing me on. You all can follow me on Twitter. 
at TYFM NFL. You know, Shane mentioned it at the beginning of the show. You can also follow me on TikTok at that same handle. I recently just got a new TikTok account out and I'm going to start making content out there, you know, two, three times a week, making quick videos, just giving out fantasy, some extra little bits of fantasy football advice, help you win the championships you need. And you can find the Young Fantasy My Football podcast, which is a podcast I host. You can find that pretty much anywhere podcasts can be found. And yeah, that's really it. Thank you, Shane, for letting me say that stuff. I really do appreciate awesome, it. Awesome, man. Uh, thanks again for coming on. Um, like I've said before on, on Twitter and in our DMs, you have a bright, bright future ahead for already getting out and, and doing this content as a 15-year-old. So I'm really proud of you for for taking that step out of your comfort zone and what my comfort zone would have been at your age. Like, this is awesome. You are awesome. Thanks again for coming on. Um, make sure you guys follow this show account at Fantasy Nightcap on Twitter. Make sure you like and subscribe to our YouTube page, which is the Fantasy Football Collective, who you can also follow on Twitter at FF underscore Collective. Collective is K-O-L-L-E-C-T-I-V. And this is the Fantasy Nightcap, where we serve you fantasy advice straight. No chaser. Cheers. Cheers.